Have you ever raised your voice toward your child? Do you struggle when your child disobeys you? Do you blame yourself for your child's misbehavior? Today, we talk about how to discipline with love. Stay tuned. Staying real about faith and family begins in 30 seconds. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Welcome to Staying Real About Faith and Family. If you're looking for a community where you can get real about life without resistance, you're in the right place. I'm Linda Goldfarb, and each week I offer personal insight to encourage transparent living from a biblical viewpoint with practical applications. Staying real with the Holy Spirit's leading is what we're all about. I pray you are blessed by today's episode. Let's go to Father. Father God, as we are here recording today, Lord, I hear your precious rain hitting the roof. And Father, I just think of how it's going to replenish the plants that need the rain to grow. And Father, it's just like us, your children, We need that refreshing, living water that you provide us. We need to be under your covering in order to receive the spiritual nutrients that help us as parents, as caregivers, as brothers and sisters in Christ to grow to our potential as your children and as vessels sharing your message. We thank you, Lord, for this day. And as always, I pray that as Heather and I come together in today's conversation, that if there is anything that we share that you don't want your kids to hear, Lord, we know you have the way of just removing it from their memory. We love you, Father. We thank you for this time. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'd like to welcome, welcome my co-host and most excellent friend, Heather Greer. Good to have you. Morning, Linda. It's great to be here. And you prayed about that refreshing. And I had one of those weekends where everything, we did get the rain over the weekend uh, where I am. And everything else about the weekend was just one of those times you come away refreshed and ready for the week. And I'm ready for this discussion this morning. Ooh, I am too. I'm so glad when we can talk about the refreshing of the rains, because I know that there are times when the rains hit so heavy that they can cause destruction. Yet there are those moments that we can savor when the rain just brings about that fresh smell when we walk outside Mm -hmm. and that replenishing of our spirit the replenishing of the earth. 
And we do love those moments. We do. We do. Yes, we do. And welcome, everybody. This is the third episode of our Seasons of Change Conversation series. Along with all the Staying Real About Faith and Family episodes we release, we pray this one inspires and equips you to hold on to faith as you navigate your family through real-life issues. Starting off our discussion today is the question, how do we discipline our children with love? I want to go straight to the difference between punishment and discipline. Our conversation is going to cover appropriate biblical interaction for parents when dealing out discipline in their home. Most of the time, punishment occurs out of anger. These are going to be times when maybe we're embarrassed or we have our child on a pedestal thinking that they should be able to do everything the right way, the perfect way, because my phrase would be, wait a minute, you're a gold farb. You need to act like one. You should know better. Well, when phrases like that come out of my mouth, Heather, I'm going to tell you right now, that's pride. Pride becomes the source of my action. And we read in Ephesians 6, 4, fathers, do not provoke your child to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Mm. That's the key factor. How does God discipline us? And what instruction are we giving our children? Are we instructing them just from our own self? Or are we going to the word and giving them what God has given us? During this series, we are taking our lead scripture from Ecclesiastes 3. Today, it's 3b, which reads, a time to break down, which is like disassembling, and a time to build up. Always when we're talking to parents, this is lift up the face of your child while you are having to discipline them. So we're going to lift up faces at the same time we are handing out some discipline. And truly, we are to discipline with authenticity. This is so important today. Our children can tell if we're speaking from the heart or if we're just speaking off the top of our head. So let's look at how God disciplines us. We're going to read from Hebrews 12, verse 6, and we're utilizing the ESV translation. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. So let's kind of take this unto ourselves, folks. God disciplines us. Why does he discipline us? Because we need it. (laughs) We are born into a broken world. We are born into sin. That's part of our nature. Yet God doesn't want us to stay in that. He wants us to have community with him. That means we're going to have to grow. We're going to have to make wiser choices. We're going to have to make some mistakes. Then we're going to have to 
pull back up and go, oh, God loves me. I know that I can stay on this. And just as God disciplines us, we are to discipline our children. We read in Proverbs 23, 13 through 14. Now, this can be a controversial scripture reference, Mm -hmm. right, Heather? Oh, yeah. I think there's many people that take this and go, all right, then I can run with this and, you know, maybe not be as lifting up as we could be, but let me read it to you. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. If you strike him with the rod, you will save his soul from Sheol. I'm going to backtrack just a just a moment here. I was raised where my parents spanked me. Mine too. I, right? If I did something that was like, whoa, in that moment, you cannot do this. This is going to be harmful for you. And I had to be brought into an abrupt position of discipline. And that spanking got my attention. So I kind of replaced the strike with spank. If you spank your child, he's not going to die. If you spank him, you may save his soul. In other words, we're going to get his attention. In no way does this scripture condone any form of physical abuse of a child. No. That is not how God disciplines us. We are not to take it that way. And if we do, we are not listening to the heart of God because he would never say that to us. But there are times when that is one thing to have that one swat, to be able to look at your child in the face and say, I love you so much. I can't allow you to do this. I consider it this way, Heather, if I want my child to know, if I say no in a stern voice, I don't stay, say no all the time, but if I say no, I want them to stop where they are. Or if I say stop, I want them to stop where they are, to turn around and look at me for leadership. You know, when this works really well, when they kick a ball and it goes out into the street and there's a car coming, they don't see that car. I see the car and I cry out, stop. I want my child to stop and turn around and look at me because if they do not, they're going to be hit, be hit by a car. Is this an extreme? It is, but there are moments that we need to really have our children pay attention to us. So how do we go about doing this? Here's the first way. Be accessible. In other words, don't just be intermittent when with your discipline. Don't just be intermittent in the life of your child. I think there's a lot of that going on today. We are so busy doing other things that we're not involved in the day-to-day with our child. Another way is being accessible. Share our history. Share the challenges. Think about what was life like for you when you were a child the age of your child now, or maybe you're a grandparent. What was life like then? And share some of that history. Share some of those challenges. 
I, you know, I think the tendency for us is go, well, when I was a child, I had to walk through 12 miles of snow waist high to get to the, no, that we don't care. No, not that, not that. Listen, <laughs> let's, let's look at the, wow. I know there was a moment when I was a child and I was making unwise choices and there's a particular situation and you can share that age appropriate, make sure it's relatable don't share something with a five-year-old that happened to you when you were a teenager. Doesn't make a difference to them. So be present. Share something that would gather their attention. Step back always when we don't want to rush into that punishment phase. We need to step back and allow ourselves to calm down just to retreat. There may be moments that I've even said, you know, this was not a wise choice. I'm going to think about it and we're going to talk about this a little bit later because it allows me to calm down and it also allows our child, my child to calm down as well. Mm -hmm. And I think, Linda, sometimes we hesitate to share our history and our challenges especially as our kids start getting up into the preteen and teen years mm -hmm. where some of the challenges we faced are maybe a little more life-changing at times mm -hmm. than um, what we want to admit. And I think that in those times we tend to pull back and not share, but it's no healthier for us to put ourselves on a pedestal for our child. That's than right. it is for us to put a child on a pedestal because mm. at some point they're going to figure it out and then we're going to fall. Mm. And it's much better if we can share with them honestly, openly, this yeah. was a mistake. I don't share this with pride. I share this with you and let you know that I had to, to ask God's forgiveness for this, that this changed my life, whatever mm. it happens to be. And help them see how choices affect what happens after that. Mm -hmm. That whole choice and consequence, action and consequence idea. That's right. And here's a key thought for us to convey to our children. When you make a choice, it has a built-in consequence. You can't choose the choice and then also choose the consequence. Let them know. And that's where we go into now as we look at family standards. What are our family standards? Consider this. If your children are little and you're wondering, wow, when they come into their preteen years, what are some of the choices they're going to make? Already have in mind what the consequence is going to be. And when we have a consequence, just know that the standards we're setting before our children need to apply to us as parents, grandparents, caregivers as well. It's not the do what I say, not what I do. We need to show, we need to lead by example. This is truth. This is what God has said for us to, or how God has said for us to walk out our lives. I'm going to do this as a parent and I'm going to show you how it benefits us as a family. So having those family standards of if or when this happens, 
this will be the consequence. And as our children grow into those years, we share what our family standards are so we can provide constructive consequences. And here's the key with having the consequence and constructive consequence for our children. We've got to be able to see it through to the end. We can't give discipline and have an expectation for our child to do something if we're not willing to check to see if they've done it. Here's what our family standards are. Before you can do this, you've got to complete this. Or because you made this choice, this is what you need to do. And if we're asking them to do something and we're not in the home to follow it up, chances are it's not going to get done. Our children will respect what we're willing to inspect. What does that look like? What it looks like is, Johnny, because this happened today, this is what I'm going to need you to do. I need you to take care of some stuff in your room and don't make, don't make family chores punishment, please, or discipline, part of the discipline. I'm always had the the rule that taking out garbage is not part of discipline. It's part of being a family. Cleaning your room, you're our family. We're going to keep our rooms clean. It would be something else that would shake their world just a little bit. So what we do is when our child has made a poor choice, we look at possibly shortening their time being outside. You're not going to go outside and play with your friends today. I need you to stay inside. I need you to consider your choice. And in that, maybe they need to write a letter of apology. Maybe they need to consider the depth of their choice and how far reaching it was and who it might impact. Because what we're doing with choice and discipline is what God does with us. He stops us at an earlier point in our walk so that as we grow and mature spiritually, we're not getting into a lot more trouble as we grow. It's like stopping a child when they take a cookie off the cookie sheet when you have said, we're not eating any of this until after dinner. And they go and they take a cookie and we think, well, that's just simple. No, because there was a free statement made. We're not going to do this. They chose to take it. What consequence then would you give them based on that choice? What would be reasonable? This is not what mom said you could do. So after dinner, when everyone else is having a cookie, you will not have a cookie. Now, that kind of matches that. What we want to do is reassure our children in their actions that we will always love them. And then we need to allow our child to fail well. We've talked about this before. And also to know parents that failure is expected. We fail in growing and living out our God's design. We can't expect our children not to fail. And we have a conversation starter today. 
and it goes right along with that. I will fail you. God never will. Mm. I have used this many times, and my adult children know that I've used this many times. This is a phrase that I share with many of my parents that I work with, and it's so true. We actually have some scripture reference that we're going to share with you that backs this up because we letting our kids know that we're human and that we're going to fail them and that God never will. We need to back up why God never will. And our first one is Deuteronomy 7, 9. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. That's a long time, folks, a long time. And when we read there, as Heather was reading, the faithful God who keeps covenant, that means the promises. God keeps his promises and his love is steadfast. Explain that to your child in an age-appropriate way. God's word says in this scripture that he keeps his promises and his love is always with us. He is faithful. It's very important. Our second one is Psalm 46, 7. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Mm. The Lord of hosts is with us. God is ever present. God is always with us. You know, when you took that cookie, God saw that you took that cookie. It wasn't so much that you went against what mom said or dad said, but God trusts you to do what we have asked you to do because he's given you to us so that we can raise you the way he wants you to live out your life. So he is always with us. He's always present. But guess what? God is our castle. He is our fortress. We can go to God with anything. So we're going to have a time now when I'd like you just to think about what you might say to God about taking that cookie. How does that make you feel? And just let's think about what you might say to God. And you can go sit on the couch, or if you want to go into your room, go in there and sit for a little bit, and then we're going to talk again. That's a great way, folks, for us to be able to share with our child in a way that we're lifting up their face and to recognize that God is present. And remember, that means he's watching us as well. He is watching us as we discipline. And our final verse is Romans 8, 37 through 39. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And Linda, I love that one. Uh, No matter what I come against, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, God is with me, helping me more than conquer. Mm. 
Don't we want to equip our children with that, Heather? To let them know, guess what? God is with you. He is always with us. And he will give you what you need. The Holy Spirit in us will help us to have understanding that we don't understand. And there's not one thing we can do, not one thing that will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And parents, please include Christ Jesus in your conversation. To have that intimate relationship with Christ, we have to use his name. We have to say it. If you want to say Yeshua, you can say Yeshua. If you want to say Yahweh in place of God, but please explain to them the words of choice that you are using as you are growing your children up. Because here's the truth. For our children to know who we know in an intimate way, for them to embrace God and therefore be all right with the discipline that God gives them as they're growing, as they become the teens and go into young adulthood and go out into the world, God will continue to discipline. And if we can raise them so that they will submit to his discipline, imagine what their life will be like going forward. And we would love for you to join our conversation today by visiting stayingrealwithlinda.com, where you can leave questions, where you can leave comments, where you can leave your favorite verse on parenting, um, whatever it happens to be. And we look forward to hearing from you and having you be part of this conversation with us. And if you enjoyed our talks, please subscribe to our podcast. Like the episodes, take a moment to rate it, share it with your friends. Mm. We love it when you share what you have heard with your friends. And we do love also that interaction that we've had on Facebook. Thank you so much for that as well. The podcast every Wednesday, you're going to have an episode. And if you subscribe, you can also share that episode, as Heather said. And we'd love, we'd love to be able to be connected to additional families. Ah, our Staying Real community. Oh, mm-hmm. I just, I love it. I love what God is doing. May Yahweh bless you and keep you in all you do. Until next time, this is Linda Goldfarb. And Heather. Staying Real about faith and family.